0: Esther chapter number 4 is where we'll be tonight. And uh, verse number uh, 12, we're going to go ahead and just pick it up there and uh, read down through the rest of the chapter. Uh, the key verse is 14, but uh, verse 12 says, And they told the word, they told to Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether all holdest thy peace at this time, then shall.'" their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and who knoweth whether thou art come to, this king, come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Then Easter, Easter, Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer, Go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day, And I also and my maidens will fast likewise, so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did it according to all that Esther had commanded him. And let's pray together. Lord, we're thankful for what you have already done in our midst uh, today in the service. Thank you, Lord, for the great music. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to discuss what we talked about this morning um, regarding uh, just how to deal with this, how to find peace in this time of panic. Um, and Lord, now I pray that you would help us to understand that uh, we have been placed here for such a time as this. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Thank you. you. may be seated. So last week we were in Baptist Beliefs and we were looking at the office of the pastor. Uh, we need to continue that message at some point, uh, but tonight I thought I would kind of pause that for a minute to... Uh, go ahead and uh, talk about this thought here for such a time as this. Um, Because I was thinking that God has us here for a special time. Now, God's placed a a young lady named Esther in a special circumstance to help her people survive a plot to wipe the Jewish people out of the way. And uh, here in uh, verses 13 and 14, uh, it was her, her uncle, Mordecai, who encouraged her to approach the king and seek his favor in this situation. And uh, he said, look, God's placed you here, Esther, for such a time as this. Like, this isn't an accident. This is uh, not just some uh, random happening. No, no, this is, this is God's plan uh, for you to deliver, uh, God's plan to deliver us out of this, uh, this horrible uh, potential situation here. So God has placed you there. And you need to step up and rise up and uh, do what God has called you to do here. And uh, and so she decided that she was going to go ahead and do that. In verse 16, she said, I will go uh, unto the king, uh, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. And she knew that if she would approach the king, and uh, without taking a lot of time to go through the background of all this, uh, when she interrupted the king, I mean, at that point, the king could have her executed. Uh, but she was willing to go ahead and take that risk and uh, in order to help her people out, in order to uh, be a blessing, in order to uh, be used of the Lord. And uh, But I wanted to kind of focus in on verse 14 where it says, for such a time as this. And as I thought about that concept, I was thinking, hey, this is God placed you and I here in Moore, Oklahoma, in the neighborhood that he's placed us in, in the uh, the job that He has placed you in uh, during this type of a crisis for such a time as this. Uh, you and I are in that same spot that Esther was, that we could be used of the Lord to, do, uh, to accomplish something great. Uh, but the question is, what will we do with that? Will we rise up like Esther did and say, you know what, I know that there's some risk involved, I know that it might put me out there a little bit, but I'm going to be used of the Lord. And uh, so that's what I just want to encourage all of us with tonight and and some thoughts on how we can do this, how we can be a light and a witness to be his hands and his feet, to be the church uh, during this time and this situation that we find ourselves in right now. How do we do that? Well, here's uh, four quick and simple thoughts here tonight. Number one, uh, be holy, be holy. You know, when things like this happen, uh, many are tempted to drop their guard spiritually uh, because we kind of get out of the routine a little bit. You know, things kind of change. And so uh, we're going to drop our guard and, well, now we're going to be home and we're just going to binge watch whatever we want to watch. Well, be careful with that. God still wants us as believers to live holy lives, If you think about this, the authorities are telling us to be so very careful making sure that we prevent the virus from infecting us, and rightfully so. Um, And so they're telling us to take great measures to protect ourselves physically. But let's not forget that we need to protect ourselves spiritually just as much, if not more. Uh, Look, the devil wants to get a foothold in each of our lives, and he'll look for any opportunity to do this, And for many Christians, this is an opportunity for the guards to come down and it's like, hey, routine change. Uh, We're not in school anymore. And so, kids, you just kind of find something to watch. Kind of, here's your phone, here's your tablet, here's your computer. Just go and do what you want to do. Uh, Be very careful. The devil wants to use this opportunity to get a foothold in our lives. That's why the Apostle Paul challenges us in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 27. And here's the whole verse. Uh, children who are looking for a memory verse this would be a great easy one. It says neither give place to the devil. neither give place to the devil. Uh, if he wants he's not looking to come in and totally take you away. he's just looking for a little bit of a, a little little room in your life to kind of park it. and uh, we need to be very careful with that during this time. Uh, be holy, first Peter chapter one and verse fifteen. I want to remind us what the Bible says, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Titus chapter 2, verse number 11, The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. And here's what the grace of God teaches us. In verse number 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, So one of the things that the grace of God is supposed to be teaching us and we're supposed to be learning from the grace of God is that we need to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. But then it says that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly. And by the way, it says this, in this present world, in this present situation, we are to live that way. Uh, Not always easy, but the right thing to do. Look, being holy is not just about what we aren't doing. It's also about what we are doing. A lot of Christians are known for what we don't do. Well, I don't do this, and I don't do that, and I don't do this, and therefore I'm a good Christian. Well, look, I'm thankful that maybe we don't do some of the things that we shouldn't, but but that doesn't make you a good Christian. That doesn't make you a spiritual person. Uh, holiness is also about what we are doing. Are we, are we growing in the knowledge of the Lord? Are we growing in... Uh, our relationship with God. John uh, Brown said this, Holiness does not consist in mystic speculations, enthusiastic fervors, or uncommanded austerities. It is. It consists in thinking as God thinks and willing as God wills. So I want to encourage us to live holy lives during this time. Keep your guard up during this season. Use the extra time to draw nigh to God and praise the Lord for the promise that when we do that, He will draw nigh to you. Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. This is an opportunity for you to let your light so shine before men. Now, I realize the social distancing thing is a thing, uh, and We're not going to have the opportunities that maybe we did a couple weeks ago to uh, really engage with our uh, neighbor. But um, what we can do is we can uh, do the best we can on social media, let our light so shine, as we are out and about with the little bit that we are, uh, to be kind and gracious. Um, But uh, I do want to encourage us during this season to be holy. And uh, you teenagers who are on spring break and uh, for one week or two weeks or however long your spring break ends up being, uh, this isn't the time to just binge watch all the shows you possibly can. This is a time for you to really uh, get to know the Lord and develop your spiritual walk with God. Moms and dads, I would encourage you to encourage that and help that and to foster that during this time. So be holy. Be holy. For such a time as this, God wants us to be a light to our community, and one way we can do that is to be holy. Another way we can do that is to be healthy. Now, I know that physical health has been mentioned much during this week, uh, making sure that we stay physically healthy, and that's really the whole purpose of all of the social distancing and and some of the cancellations on all these things, is so that we stay physically healthy. And uh, I'm for all of that. Uh, but most of all, I also want us to encourage us to be uh, healthy in all areas of life, spiritually. And we just talked about that, making sure that we have a relationship with God and that's growing. We're spending time in prayer, and again, you guys are going to have some extra time on your hands. Use that for God's glory. Use that to be spiritually healthy. Exercise spiritually. Um, I remember in those remember for those who were went to public school back in the day. And they had those uh, um, presidential exor- uh, health fitness tests, and they had those boxes that you had to like do this to see how far you can reach. Does anybody remember those? Yes, those were that was the goodness. They may still have those. I don't know, uh, but it was an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to exercise physically. Well, this is an opportunity for us to exercise spiritually, and so I would please encourage you to do that. Also, relationally, you know, you're going to have some extra time at home with mom, mom and dad. This is an opportunity to uh, embrace those opportunities that God gives you to be healthy relationally, and then also financially. Just uh, some practical uh, encouragement. This probably isn't the best time to be. Uh, spending all of your money on just random stuff and shopping like crazy. Um, And uh, I feel bad for uh, businesses who kind of depend upon that. But at the same time, we don't need to be getting a bunch of frivolous things right now. This is a time to be wise financially. So be healthy. And this is a great time to make sure that your priorities are in order and that you are healthy in all areas of your life. So be healthy. Number three, be helpful. Be helpful. Um, don't just be thinking about yourself during this time. And a lot of people are. That's pretty obvious. All they can think about is them, and they want to hoard all of these things. And, uh, you know, people who are buying all kinds of stuff and trying to gouge the pricing and all that. Um, we, as believers, uh, need to be a servant to those around us and to love our neighbor as ourself. Now, this isn't the time to just think of ourselves as believers. It's time to think of how you can be a blessing to others. Um, We need to be a good neighbor to those around us. And if a neighbor has some needs, uh, let's do what we can to meet those needs. Let's be used of the Lord to be helpful and to not just be uh, selfish in this situation. And then number three or number four, and this is the last thought here. And like I said, it's going to be a quick, quick one tonight. But number four, be hopeful, be hopeful. There are many out there tonight who are living in great fear. But we as God's people should not be this way. God expects us to have hope for the future and uh, and a hope in not the situation we're in, but hope in the Lord. Psalm 39 and verse number seven, the psalmist said, And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. Psalm 38 and verse 15 says, For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear O oh, Lord, my God, so uh, don't hope in the government to fix the situation. Not that I'm not a fan of what's going on uh, with our government. It's just if that's where your hope is, it's in the wrong place. Our hope needs to be in the Lord during this time, and uh, and and that's where our focus needs to be. Psalm 42, and verse 11. In fact, go ahead and turn over there. Let's turn over to Psalm 42. Because I want to show you, I want to show you just, this is a neat little thought here. Psalm 42, in verse number 11, and then maybe your Bible has it on the same page, probably does, Psalm 43 in verse number 5. You'll notice these verses are almost identical. There's one, diff- there's one word difference in these two verses. Psalm 42 verse 11 and Psalm 43 verse number 5. Here's the verse. I'll read verse 11 of, of chapter 42. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet play, praise Him who is the health of my countenance and my God. And so verse 5 of Psalm 43 is, is identical. There's one word that's missing. It says uh, uh, hope in God instead of hope thou in God. But these verses tell us, look, instead of being cast down, instead of being discouraged and dismayed about what's going on around us, uh, we need to be hoping in the Lord. And, and, uh, and, and here the psalmist is trying to encourage himself to hope in God instead of hoping in someone else to fix the situation. And again, I am hoping that, uh, that our government is going to be able to help the situation, but our hope ultimately needs to be in the Lord. I'm thankful as a believer that we have the hope of eternal life, um, which only comes through relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you're here, as I mentioned this morning, and you're not sure about your relationship with God, please take care of that. Please take care of that. Because, look, uh, hell hell is too hot. Eternity is too long. and and heaven is too wonderful to miss. God made a way for you, and, and it would be a shame if you missed it. You may have been coming here for a long time. Maybe this is your first time. I don't know where you're at with your relationship with God, but if you don't have one, please come to Christ and be saved. And for those of us who have, then we have the hope of eternal life. We have the hope of one day spending eternity with Him in a wonderful place called heaven. And that should encourage us as we go through this season. We also have the hope that all things work together for good. Um, Brother Blake, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but uh, he was able to get much cheaper plane tickets for his honeymoon because of the situation. (laughs) And so he's kind of like, you know, this may sound bad, but I'm actually thankful that we're going through this right now. And he's not thankful we're going through a lot of the aspects of it, but you know what? He's realizing that there are some blessings and benefits that uh, we can enjoy during this time. Uh, Like I said, God has cleared a lot of our schedules uh, that uh, weren't once cleared because of this situation, and uh, that's a good thing. We can use that to be a blessing. So... We have the hope that all things work together, and, and uh, you know it's going to be neat to see how the Lord does work all things together uh, using this situation in, in our lives and in the lives of many others. Um, God's going to do some great things through this, and it's an opportunity for Him to show Himself strong and mighty and powerful, and I'm excited about how we're going to see all that happen. We have the hope uh, also that God will see us through the situation we're in, and uh, it'll be neat to see how the Lord does bring this to a close and and see us through. We have the hope that uh, Jesus Christ is coming back for us. Uh, Titus chapter two and verse thirteen says, "Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ." Like he said, he's coming back for us, and that's that's our hope. And you know, when you say sometimes when we use the word hope, it's like you know, I hope. Um, you know, I hope the food over at Freddy's is going to be really good tonight. Well, there's no guarantee that it's going to be. Um, now, it probably is. Uh, no offense, Freddy's, if you're watching any Freddy's employees on our live stream. Um, but when Jesus says that he's coming back, it's not like I'm hoping that, like, I, I don't know if he's going to come back. No, he is coming back, Okay. And so, when our hope is in something like the Lord, then it's something that we can take to the bank. It's it's just a matter of when. It's not a matter of if. And so, uh, when when God promised that He's coming back for us, it was a promise that's going to come to pass. Whether it comes back, whether it comes back in our lifetime, I don't know. I hope He does. But that one is, I hope, and I'm not sure if that one's going to happen. But uh, but He is going to come back at some point. And so that is the blessed hope. Now, you and I, as believers, have absolutely no reason to be down in the dumps and discouraged during this time. And, and, and if we are, we're really not going to make that big of a difference. We're not going to be used uh, for such a time as this. We're going to kind of waste the opportunity to make a difference at our workplace, in our neighborhoods, with our family, with our friends. Uh, God can use us to do accomplish great things, but if you and I don't have hope, then uh, we're going to be kind of uh, being susceptible not just to the virus, but also to the hype and to the frenzy and to the panic and to the, uh, the doom and gloom that uh, a lot of people have right now. So look, God wants to use you and I to be agents of hope during this season. And I hope that you will do that. Uh, we need to be hopeful Uh, God placed us here for such a time as this, to be a light, to be a witness, to be His hands and His feet, to be the church. What will your response be? Will you rise up and live a holy life, use this opportunity to be holy? God wants us to live a holy life that's different from the world. He wants us to be a bright and shining light. And the darker the night, the brighter the light. And here's an opportunity for us to shine brightly for Him. Let's do that. And to be healthy, uh, let's kind of look at our. Let's look at this situation as kind of a, like a checkpoint, as a spiritual checkup, as a uh, relationship checkup, and take inventory. And you know, many times people do spring cleaning uh, during this time of year. You guys are doing some serious spring cleaning at the house as you guys are packing it up. So she is. <laughs> um, so some serious there you go. Hey, everybody needs a good supervisor. So, um, we need to do some, this is an opportunity for some spiritual spring cleaning and some relationship spring cleaning and, and, uh, some financial spring cleaning. This is a good opportunity to do that. And, uh, let's take advantage of that opportunity. Let's be helpful. Let's not, uh, just be thinking about ourselves, but let's be looking at how God could use us to be a blessing to others during this time. And then let's be hopeful. Uh, let's, uh, Not walk around going, ah, doom and gloom, the sky is falling. We're all going to, you know, no, no. Let's have hope in the Lord. Let's put our hope where it needs to be. And that's not in the removal of this circumstance, but in the presence of the Lord. Be hopeful. And uh, I hope that these thoughts are helpful to you and uh, an encouragement as we uh, go into this week. And uh, again, I don't know what this week is going to bring. It may bring kind of just more of the same or more elaborate uh, news. Uh, I don't know. Um, But let's realize that God has placed us here for such a time as this, at your workplace, in your neighborhood, with your family, with the friends that you have. Um, Let's rise up like Esther did and say, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity that God has placed me in and uh, if I perish, I perish. I mean, if it's great risk to, you know, uh, maybe lose the opportunity for a promotion, or to maybe be made fun of, or maybe look down upon because I stood up for my faith during this time, uh, who cares? Uh, if I perish, I perish. I'm going to rise up for such a time as this, so um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and pray, and, and we'll be done tonight. Lord, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, discuss this, and Lord, help us to realize that you have placed us here for for such a time as this. Um, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to use this opportunity to be used of you by being holy, by remembering that you desire holiness in our lives. And Lord, help us to not drop our guard. Lord, help us to diligently keep our hearts uh, because out of it are the issues of life. Lord, help us to understand that the devil is potentially going to try to uh, get a foothold into our lives this this season. Help us to not let them. Help us, Lord, to be holy and, and on guard and uh, growing in our relationship with you. Help us, Lord, to be healthy. Help us, Lord, to be helpful to those around us. And then help us to be hopeful, to keep our eyes on you during this time. Um, and, uh, Lord, to not get uh, too panicky, uh, to not get too... Uh, caught up in the uh, hype of all that's going on, but Lord, to keep a heavenly perspective as we go through this season. And uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.